Hello, weebs, new and old, and welcome back to Gateway to the Universe, the podcast that aims to guide and animate novices to the weird, wide, and wonderful world of Japanese animation. My name is Sam, a self-proclaimed anime expert, and with me, as always, is our novice, Will. Hello, Sam, and hello to all of our wonderful listeners. Uh, thank you for joining us again. It's been a while for me and Sam, so we may be a little bit rusty. Um, yeah, we are back in the doing, booth. We are doing something a li- back in the booth. Sure. Yeah, for everyone that's listening, we are in in booths. Sam in professional Japan. booths, of course, uh, and me in the UK, just mirroring each other perfectly. It's I'm, I imagine it's imagine vanishing cabinets from Harry Potter. Um, I, and it's like just two identical situations, just one in Japan. Instantaneous. Like there's mm. no lag. We don't have to do any kind of sync up. It's just, it's, it's all flawless, you know, because we are yes. professional, I think, maybe. <laughs> yes, Sam, you're right. No lag whatsoever. Thank you for that. Um, and He's back, this week, baby. this week, we are going to do something uh, a little bit old school, really. We're going to talk about one thing and one thing only, and that is football, yeah, it believe it or not. Um, amazingly lucky. Lucky. somehow we've managed to get sports into the into the uh realm of the universe into this conversation what are we doing will what is this i i, I don't know you I, I think i've just infiltrated behind the scenes really and decided you know what enough about this anime rubbish we're gonna we're gonna merge i'm slowly <laughs> merging no more lasers into... no more lasers no more spiky hair a bit just, of spiky well hair. well some spiky hair maybe involved um all right okay uh so yeah let's talk about blue lock we'll pull it apart and we'll see the whole first season we're just gonna go deep into the world of deep diving into this brand new sports show sam one thing last left to say and that is lock off loser all right well this week Yes, I thought we could talk about Blue Lock and we can talk okay. about the entire first season because it recently yep. wrapped up and mm-hmm. it finished up with about 24 episodes. It aired consecutively, which is quite rare for a shonen uh, anime. This Why do they usually go out of order? Sphere. What do you mean they aired consecutively? Well, more recently, we're getting more long form shonen shows that are breaking itself up into smaller seasons or they'll release season one, part one, and then they'll split oh, the right. course. So they'll do 12 episodes in a row and then they'll have a break for a, th- a few months whilst the okay. animators desperately try to catch up with the end of it and then release the there were no breaks here it just aired all the way through okay it just cool. went bang 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 all 24 episodes um so what is blue lock what what are we looking at here it's okay so um blue lock is a show about football um soccer and the whole point of it is to it's a, it's a, an organization that is set up to create Japan's best ever striker to put on the world stage the um, because best. Japan traditionally haven't really been competing at an international level until very recently and they they sort of praise the recent success of the Japan squad and very yeah, valid the and very well squad, yeah very well earned um you know uh, praise for the for the Japanese squad, but they want to to push it that bit further, and they need a killer striker, which is what they yes. consider themselves not to have. So they're going to put into motion Blue Lock, which is a development program for the best youth strikers of Japan, and they're going to mm-hmm. work them to the bone, work pit them against each other in a knockout tournament style um, arena to, to to see who comes out on top and hopefully 
sort of unleash their capabilities through all the trials and tribulations that they have to go through. Um, And the ultimate egotist. Yeah, set them apart from the rest to win Blue Lock and become Japan's number one best striker and send them on to World Cup victory and glory. Uh, That is the premise. Mm -hmm. And it's set up by this maniac dude. Ego... He's called Ego Jinpachi. He is completely unhinged, and I love him so much. With his little goblin sitting in his room eating his yakisoba and being like, yeah. "We're we're gonna create the ultimate striker, don't you know? Oh, yes, <laughs> give us more money for this technology that we'll use only here in Blue Log." Yeah, it's it's an interesting uh, setup and concept. I especially like um, the fact that most sports anime, the stakes and the drive for our protagonists come from i've got to win the next game i've got to work with my team and i've got to power of friendship my way through to win this match against like insurmountable odds and then blue lock on paper when ego explains if you lose here oh sorry if you win here you're on the under 20s national team amazing Mm. great cool a goal to work for if you lose you never, ever get to play for the Japan team. Now, on paper, that's pretty Mm. low stakes. Like, you could still join a local club. You could still go international. Like, we see there's a couple of guys. um, There's a guy called Sae from Japan who works abroad and plays abroad. So, this isn't like a... like, oh my God, I, if I die it's not in the football, I die in thing. Real life. No, I, I, this yeah. is my process. Okay, so what do you mean? that You say on paper, this is, that's where I left it. I was like, yeah, it's not that big a deal. So yeah. wh- where, where's your logic going? But this is the beautiful thing about Blue Lock because oh, right. Ego's trying to build this egotist, this ultimate striker where everything is centered around being the most, the person who's scoring the most in the field. That loss and that loss of an opportunity to play for the national team on a scale of that size, I feel would be, and we see characters go through this throughout the series, would be devastating. It's like to know that you got so close and then to be like, now you're locked out. Even playing for um, a local team or a a well-renowned team, you still would not be on the world stage. And I think that that's what Ego is trying to create. And we see people over the course of the series fall into this. Yeah, I'm going to be world class. I'm going to be one okay. of the best there is to offer. And so, again, on paper, yeah, it's fine. Just go play for Real Madrid or go to England and get signed up to Celtic for like the umpteenth time, like most Japanese players. Okay. First of all, Celtic is not in England. You know that. You're from Scotland. I know that. I, <laughs> okay. I, yeah. <laughs> my, Second of all, Celtic is not on the point. same level as Real Madrid. Um <laughs> But they do have Third lots of, of Japanese all, players. Okay, fine. Look, it, I understand I, okay, all that. So, oh, I am going to be completely open. I know very little about football. So Will's yeah. going to carry most of the knowledge side of this episode. <laughs> <laughs> and I will be completely open. Um, I know everything there is to possibly know about the sport. Um, obviously, like, that's just a... No, I don't. Um, but true. I know enough to sort of, hopefully, carry this conversation and, and make some interesting points. Um I think it is a bit t- bit tongue in cheek because generally, especially from a UK perspective, I don't know <laughs> if the Japanese football leagues are very different. But you generally, your, your main job is playing for a club, and then yeah. if you are good enough and you are scouted and you do well enough, you may get scouted for the international team. There isn't this m- mythical thing where you can skip playing for a club. 
So like you have to. Yeah, like yeah, because that's you how you play. You your can't football. just go straight to the the the, no. the World Cup team. No, because okay. the international teams play maybe ten games a year, and if, if that, and club football runs all year round. Like you have international breaks mid season, so they'd be they'd be working for about three weeks of the year, and then they'd just be doing nothing. So like mm. the the whole point is that, and also you don't really get paid. Um, so oh. like. Uh, it's, it's uh, just like a nationalist I mean, you, thing. It's just kind of a pride thing, maybe. Kind of, yeah. Like I can only speak about this from the UK point of view because I don't. I think I think you do get paid, and other countries may pay their players more. But in a, for for Britain, for England, um, they get paid sort of a nominal fee of so many thousand per game, like uh, a couple of thousand per game or something like that. Mm-hmm. But all of that money since I want to say two thousand and four. All of that money the players give to charity. They give to the FA Association charity or whatever. Oh, so awesome. the, the And every England player does that since for the last 20 years or whatever. So um, they they do it to represent their country. They want to be there. They want to be a part of it. But it's not their day-to-day job. They don't... Mm. They're, they're signed contracts and all of their money and all of their prestige and claim comes from their club. And the Premier League is arguably as big a stage as the world cup like there are players that big there are players in the world cup that won't get into premier league squads because the premier league is the pinnacle of football and and that is kind Ah. of well renowned across the globe like players want to play in the premier league it's the most expensive it spends the most money like i think the premier league spent more money last year than the top three european leagues combined like there's there's just more money in the premier League. league international teams no, it's just UK teams. It's, it's Man U, it's Man City, wow. it's Everton. It's the top so, 20 teams in the in the country. Okay. But they have international players. Yeah. Okay, so what's the... So in, in the show, we meet a, an older player um, called Saye, and he talks about how he wants to win the Champions League. So Champions League <laughs> yeah. okay. is... Separate. So that's a cup competition. So you have uh-huh. leagues all... So the Champions League is... Arguably the the pinnacle. It's like another level above the Premier League. So now the Premier League's the, the Premier pinnacle, League is but the pe- above above that pinnacle yeah. is the next pinnacle. <laughs> yeah, yeah. See, if they made a if they made a show about actual football, then there are there, there, it's pretty a, pretty damn cool because there's so many t- there's so many tiers that you can go through. But the Champions <laughs> the League Champions is the League. best teams in Europe. So the um, the Premier League gets four teams. Out of the 20, the top four teams, first, second, third and fourth, go into a knockout competition with the top teams from Europe and they battle it out to see who's the best in Europe. Oh, and wow. that is is usually won by people like Man City, Liverpool won it last year, I think, um, Real Madrid, Barcelona, mm. um, you know, Inter Milan, big, huge European football clubs. And, you know, the U- the Premier League produces a lot of those. But mm-hmm. Spain and some other, you know, the thing is, the Premier League's, this proves that the Premier League's the best league because they get four places yeah. in the Champions League because it's deemed to be so good. Most other leagues but, get one or two places but the rest of from Europe their division because, just gets four. because they're like, they might have, like Scotland, mm-hmm. I think only gets one place. So like Celtic are sometimes in, I'm, I'm now I'm, now I'm second guessing myself, but I'm sure they only get one place. So they, 
is it even, do they even get into the Champions League or do they get into the Europa League? I don't know. Don't know enough about it. Don't really watch leagues. the Champions League, to be fair. But it's pinnacle. Pinnacle, um, pinnacle football. Anyway, Blue Lock. Yes. They want to play for the international team. They do. They want to get okay. onto that under twenty one, uh, the under 20s team and then onto the world stage and, and get on out there. Um, yeah. So question to you as you were watching through this. Um, obviously, compared to other shows that we've looked at and have maybe watched in our own time, like Haikyuu or Prince of oh, yeah. Stride, other sports anime that we've mm. watched. Um, what did yeah. you think about the twist that we're not here to work as a team? It's just individuals. Like we talked about it up top. We're making an egotist. We're making a killer striker. What did you think of that? So they've just got of... loads of strikers. Yeah. And and the idea yeah. of having an 11 striker team, which I, on yeah. rewatching, was like, actually, no, this is stupid. How does that work? It is stupid. Yeah. Um, fr- from a footballing perspective, there's, I-, I find it really hard. I find it really hard to decide to make my mind up about this because I find it entertaining and I find the concept quite intriguing. Mm. Um, a lot of what he says is correct. A lot of what ego p- promotes is like strikers are egotistical and they have to be. And if that's the problem with the Japanese team, this will help because every striker I've ever met at whatever level mm. are an egotist. They think they are the best. If you don't think that you are the best person to score goals, you're not in the right position. Like genuinely my local Sunday team, we play Sunday league football. The strikers think they are the best. They t- they chat to everyone like they're like they're Messi, like they're uh, Ronaldo. They think that oh yeah, just give me the ball, I'll score. I'll put you know whatever. They're 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 that they're arrogant. They're confident, and you know you get some people who do it in a nice way. I'm not saying they're all arseholes, mm. but they are. They they do have this very self centered and strong belief in what they can do. They they think that they are very very capable. Okay. Um, so that kind of sometimes does rightly, track. sometimes wrongly. Ah, it does track absolutely. I don't think you can be, especially at the top level. You look at any of the best strikers; they are so confident in their ability. They mm. trust themselves, back themselves every time, and they want to score and they want to put the ball in the net. They back that so up a lot. Bring- with, and I quite like this as like as a viewer who doesn't follow football. They use uh, ego quotes a lot of actual football players and that really again egotistical and believing the hype stuff it was like pele i think it was pele said um forward defender goalkeeper midfielder doesn't matter who the best is it's going to be me yeah it's like and i'm like he believes his own hype that is amazing (laughs) yeah yeah pele could have done it all to be fair he was amazing um he, he was kind of one of a kind um but interestingly like they mentioned Messi, they mentioned Ronaldo and stuff. Mm-hmm. Ronaldo's never won the World Cup. Um, Messi only won it last year. Like, yeah, it's it's, not, recent, it's right? not like they're... Yeah. Um, I, my my biggest concern with this is... Yeah. Strikers don't make a team. Like, you mm. need a good striker. And without someone who can score goals, yeah, you're going to be screwed. But goals especially in the modern day they come from all over the pitch midfielders score loads now and you have attacking wingers and you have big center backs that can score from corners and you know john stones scored yesterday for man city who's their center back and it was a volley from the edge of the area like you need versatility across the pitch Mm. um do you need to build it around a striker often you do 
often you do need yeah. to build it around a striker. So they are but kind of like a core player. But if you ignore the rest of the team, if you can't get the ball to them, if you've got no depth in the squad, then you're not going to be able to get the ball to that person to do the damage. And mm. I don't know. It's it's. I think that also they... I don't think all of these players are strikers. I don't think our main character, our main protagonist, no, is a striker. Isagi, He's a midfielder. Yeah. Yeah, and and we see this as the series goes on with Isagi, like, and I, that's something that I really enjoyed about Blue Lock is the idea that, for me, looking in as an outsider who doesn't play play or really watch football, um, to see Isagi create all these opportunities for goals, like even in the first few episodes, we see that he automatically mm. passes, and then it's revealed yeah. that it's because he has such an understanding of the rest of the field that he's able to pass mm. to the most optimal person. But then the way that the show takes that idea, like he's the ultimate support character. He's there to yeah. analyze, set goals up and be the guy who, yeah, again, sets he's the facilitator. Yeah. He, he's, he's, and that's what's the, fascinating. Um, the conductor. Yeah. The conductor of the orchestra, but yeah. that's not who he wants to be. He wants to be the guy. He wants to be the scorer and to watch how yeah. he uses that ability, his weapon as the show calls it. And to turn that into something that he can use so that he gets to score the goals. Arguably, for, I would imagine for most other people who aren't in this situation, you realize that you are the person who sets up every goal. Like if you think uh, Kagiyama from Haikyuu, he's the setter. He sets up the perfect mm. ball every time and that's his role and he loves that role because he doesn't often spike and score the goals, but he knows that without him, the team falls apart. Whereas Isagi doesn't fall into that. He goes, no, how can I go beyond this? How can I push myself? How can I use this ability to turn myself into the ultimate striker? And I find that really just engaging because it is the underdog story, yeah. not just from he's physically weaker, but his weapon and his ability don't work in the context of a striker until he literally, and the visual is there like every episode of him breaking himself into puzzle but pieces. Is, so is, yeah, but he's just Silo, isn't he, from Heroes? Like, this is his power. I'm he going just to devour looks you. At, he's just going to devour other people and take their powers. And I, it's not how football works. It's like, <laughs> that's not how sports works. What do like, you mean? This is I get so it's realistic. Anime. I, get, I, I get that it's anime. But at the same time, the whole point is, right, when you play, when you play football and any sport, you learn and grow and develop not by being smarter than people. You learn by practice. You learn mm. by training your mind and your body to think quicker, to work quicker, to work through problems instantaneously. And it's all built on like muscle memory, reaction speed. And yeah, there are decisions being made, but they're not being thought through and weighed in the same way that they're dictated here. And mm. I know that's anime. You know, we're going to stop and we're going to have a, like, a monologue. It's three seconds, gonna talk about I'm going to talk for two minutes. Like. <laughs> yeah. yeah. But I just think it's it's all based on practice and determination, uh, practice of every element and and building that muscle memory so that in that decision, you don't have to, in that moment, you don't have to make a decision. Mm. It's just instinct what you're going to do. And I guess that's kind of what it's illustrating in that he's he's noticing these things. But it's it's done on such a rapid scale. Like this is like you don't learn those things mm. in one moment in one game and then be able to embed it because you haven't conditioned yeah, your body or your mind in order to do it. And he's it. and he's doing it instantaneously. Like every game. He's and it's like something new. Yeah. 
Yeah. And and I don't know, I just feel like it's a it's almost a bit of a mockery to training and practice and sort of the the le- the levels that these people go that professionals go to mm. to become these phenomenal things. It's like, oh, this kid can just look at someone, see it and then do it. Well, that's what people do every week on their sofa. They watch people do it and they go, look, he can do this, he can do this and analyze it. And he's just the one in a million that I guess can harness it. And that's the, that's what the whole point of the show is. But it, it, it's not really, it's not fair. It's not just, yeah. <laughs> it shouldn't be allowed. And, and it is that at the end of the day. It's, it's there to entertain. It's there to be hyperbolic. It's there to be like, you can't just. They're also far too good. Yeah. Like you can't just have it. Like they don't, mi- they don't miss the goal. They don't miss the goal. There's a few. No, nobody misses a shot. The, yeah, True. It's like as soon as you like, but they do talk about it, right? They talk about the uh, the equation for a, a goal and how to create the perfect conditions that uh, will make your weapon work every time. So when we think of um, Barrow, who joins Isagi's team later on, his thing is if I get within, I think it's like twenty feet or something, and I'm like in this arc, boom. Like, I think it's like thirty meters. He's he's or thirty yards. Like he is striking that ball. Yeah from like the middle of the pitch almost. Yeah. He is so and far out extends it and again, scoring it? every time. Like he has it. And then later on he takes a risk and yeah. he, he like almost doubles yeah. the distance. And it's like, oh, well, I'm glad that worked. All right, let's do that again. Yeah. It's like, oh God. Let's just do that every time. Yeah. But this is the, the heat and the passion that is shown in sports manga. It is in the moment of the game yeah. you're learning and evolving. I know and I've got to accept that but I, I do understand I've got to accept I that. think that the show does take a few moments to actually call out the, the actual training and stuff um, we see that Isagi chooses to go and train rather than sleep a lot of the time or like he wakes up early to do extra mm. training yeah. um, in the blue lock additional times that happen after the credits often we see the characters in a yeah. more chill wait there's stuff after the credits yeah I really hope you're I'm joking. joking. <laughs> I was like, ah. yeah. <laughs> I love additional time. It's so cute. But often we'll see characters yeah, working out or that like their daily schedules and how they go about things. And yes, the time scale is very, very learning English. Condensed. Yeah, learning English. Yeah. What did you think of the the awful English in the last few episodes from the international? Apart from the random British dude, just a random dead ass English guy is just like, ha. Huh. You mean Harry yeah. Kane? <laughs> yeah. Oh, it was yeah. so funny. Um, it was funny, yeah. It's a bit. It's a bit jarring. Like, everybody else is um, clearly a Japanese person trying to do like, just speak English and just get through the English, and then it's just like an actual yeah. just English dude with a like a fairly common accent, just like, "Hello, it's me. I'm here in anime Blue Lock." Ha ha. What? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, um, yeah. That whole that whole thing was quite fun. I like that they played against the um, pros and they just got Absolute demolished. Smash, um, yeah. There's a, there's a mode on FIFA or the, actually, I don't even know if it's Is there. Is the classic 11? Looked. F- no, that's something different. Hmm. No. I don't know what it's called. I don't know what it's called actually. It was on last year's game. I haven't looked at, looked for it on this year's game. I just haven't, cause I yeah, just haven't seen it. Um, but it's basically like, um, you get power-ups. Oh, cool. Like Mario it, it reminds me very much of... Blue- yeah, yeah. Uh, it's... Um, so, like, after every goal, your team gets a... Or the, the, I can't remember how it's set up, but basically you get different power-ups. So you might get the... It's until you lose the possession of the ball. You might get super speed. Mm. 
so every player runs really quickly or you get superpower so if you shoot from like 30 yards you're going to hit the target or you get and if it hits the target and you hit the target it goes in like there's um super skill so you can dribble um, around everybody do loads and loads of tricks and just constantly keep the ball so and i've played that with my friends and it's very fun and stupid and whimsical and hyperbolic Mm. like you say and that's the vibe i get from this show you can't i really try to look at this from a footballing perspective and they try really, really hard to make it a footballing show. Like they use a lot of, but it sounds like they're reading a dictionary of football like terms. Opened up the like they're using a lot of, like, here's the most exactly, famous footballer, yeah. Ronaldo. But also like the things that they're saying, like um, I can't, I, the way they talk about counterattacking and the way they talk about tactics mm. and the certain types of shots. Like people don't, call them those types of shots they've made they've made them to sound more engaging for the yeah. show but like we see those shot shots in real life and it's like that's an inc- like there's some things that they do that like we've seen one person like someone does a scorpion kick and scores a goal yeah like <laughs> that i've never seen that in real life and i've probably only seen youtube clips of people attempting it i don't even remember actually seeing anyone do it i've seen a keeper do it to save Ooh. a goal but apart from that i've never seen anything anyone do it and they're doing it like with these 17 year old kids it's so over it the top. is it's there is a brilliant amount of uh, <laughs> compilations on youtube of blue lock in real life and so it shows the blue lock okay cool. of like the goal and then somebody yeah. in real life doing there that is shot. no doubt there is no doubt everything here has been done at some point but again, it's... But to have it condensed into like this six-month trading session with these 17-year-olds who are now suddenly exactly. on the world stage. What I find quite fascinating is is that idea of the skill level, is the idea that like yeah. the World 5 come in to play the game. And it's like mm. they are so clearly monstrously outclassed. But they're already doing yeah. such insane things on the field just against each other. How are they not already at yeah. that level? That- and I and that's that's where can they go? Kind of, it's that growth, isn't it? I think, like I say, they are hit, if they hit, if they shoot and it hits the target, it's going in every time with the kids from mm. Blue Lot. And to me, that's not realistic. Pros miss the target every single week. Mm. You see, mil, you know, the best strikers in the world miss the target, hit the post. They they don't score every mm. single time. Yet you've got these seventeen year olds in this training camp hitting the target and scoring every single time. You know, I think I see the keep the saw the AI keeper make two or three saves in the whole so series. Because they're training against and the, Blue everything Man. else was buried. Blue Lock Man. That's why it's because Yeah, he's... but he's supposed to be a he's supposed to be equivalent to a to a professional yep. goalkeeper. That's what they say. And yet they're still and scoring every time. Yet he never comes off his line. He never comes out <laughs> of his six yard box to claim the ball, which is like fundamentally keeping, keeping. You come claim the ball if it's in Yeah. I think after episode um, like five or so, that's when they just go, yeah, yeah, nah, we're not, ju- we're just not going to hit the post anymore. I think there's maybe one more post hit yeah. in the whole rest of the season, and it's be- and then it then yeah. leads into another. It's like they hit the post and it goes a back counter and, and they counter again and it like gets blocked and then they counter a third time because you've got to have the hype keep building, otherwise, yeah. why bother? So yeah, I, I'm yeah. So I'm, so I think that's you're right about the power levels there. Like with the 
all we got from the pros is that they're better at doing it than they are. So they're quicker, mm. I guess. They're more efficient and they're quicker and more powerful than doing the same things, but they can still do all of those things already, which to me is a bit of a cop yeah. out. And I think they, I think they struggled animating that to be fair, because they, they didn't give Blue Lock any of the ball. It'd have been nice to have seen them yeah, try. Like putting up a fight. It was just all focused on net, net, goal, 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 goal. And then they didn't give much to Blue Lock to mm. come back at apart from Yeah, the they get the goal. first goal and it's like, Which yay. I know it's supposed hype, to... But then it's after that. It's supposed to illustrate that they're like just miles... There's no point even watching. They're just... Yeah, they've dominant. got a way to go. But we see in Blue Lock, and just like in a real football match, the the person, the, the opposing team who got who just got a... Who just let in a goal, they start with the ball. So it would have been nice to have seen Blue Lock start with the ball and taken. then the professionals... Do- yeah, dominate the possession mm. and stuff. Because they're all strikers as well. And they haven't been trained in blue lock. So they arguably, the professionals what aren't... happened in the first few episodes when the teams are all disorganised and they should always yeah. be, again, egotistical. But they don't... But but their, their ego... They don't need to prove anything for this mm. ego because they're, they've already made it. This is yeah. nothing to them. So I think from that side of it, I can understand them being a bit more like flamboyant and sort of like, it's like them playing with kids. They're just sort of like knocking it around, having a bit of fun. But what I don't, but they shouldn't be able to necessarily defend at all because they don't train for that. Maybe that's it though. Like again, because it's such a short, I guess, arc, the the play against the world five. um, If they're just attacking every time, if their attack is so overwhelming, Mm. And we see the mental state of the rest of uh, Isagi's team. It's like, oh, we are being like pushed back. So their attack. So their attack is so. So what you're saying is an attack. Uh, um, a good defense is a strong offense, and that is a, 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 vice, a vice fair versa. Assessment. A good offense is a good defense. No, a strong. No, they don't yeah, so defend. Good right? offense, but they defend by attacking. So if you want a good. Uh, no, but they, they no, haven't because, got a good defense. because their offense is you're so saying, good. A good offense <laughs> is a good defense. So yeah, you're just stating a fact that a good offense is a good defense. But in my logic, they want, they're looking for the defense. We're looking for the defense. So a good defense is a good offense. Ah, so we don't need to defend. We're going to go, we're going to go on the no, offensive. That's because like, that's not how the phrase works. Yes. Like, Max, yes, it look, is. if Max from Beyblade has taught me anything, it's that the phrase, a good defense is a good offense, means if you defend really well, then your attack is really good. So in the case of the World 5, their attack is really good, thus their defense is really good. So a good offense is a good yes. defense. Because they're not, def- they're not disagree, defending, sure. they're attacking. So uh, Exactly. So you agree that their offense is good, <laughs> therefore their defense is good. Yes, so I do. It's that, it's not the other way around. Yes. But if you're looking for, a good, looking defense, for a good defense, then you start with that. We're looking for a good offense. Of course we are. That's the Because they're just attacking. And that's why the defense is good. Because they're not defending. They're just attacking. Yeah. Agreed. Why so we, you... can, we agree that I'm right. Thank you. Brilliant. Anyway. Right. Um, anyway. World 5 stakes humbled. Um, I wanted to ask you about the first episode. Um Okay, yeah, I'll f- try and cast my mind back to the first episode. Um, there's different to the manga. If I'm I haven't read the manga, um, so if you've read the manga, then that goes over to yeah. you. Um, 
I, I haven't. I just, I was looking up stuff earlier and apparently the manga doesn't start with his game at the beginning. It starts with the pitch to the, it starts with the pitch to the organization for oh, getting the letter from the, from the lady. Oh, well, her doing from, the, no, no, the not even boardroom with, meeting. Yeah. Her doing the pitch to the, yeah, the boardroom meeting. That's how it starts in the manga from the one article I read. Please, if I'm wrong, let me know. But that's, yeah. So they completely changed it around that they don't do that whole, and they, they they put that in for the anime to make it more. You know, I like that. I I think I prefer engaging. that. I think it yeah. builds Isagi's character and that and yeah. his voice actor is so good when he screams and he's like, "I wanted to win." And I'm like, oh, "Yes." But the the things <laughs> that I really liked about the um, the opening were Kira, who were introduced to as Isagi's opponent, the white haired kid, um, who joins him out at the front of Blue Lock, and I also really enjoyed like the final moments of that first episode. Um, so is that where, so does it end when um, Isagi pelts the ball? At, at yeah, he's friend? like, oh, we've just made friends. And it's like, oh, it's not Haikyuu. <laughs> it's just like, bang. Yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah. wow. Because even before that, like that entire match of the, the keep away tag, like Bachelor. By the way, spoilers. The first for episode, Lock. I guess. <laughs> It's, and the, oh, the whole no, series, and for yeah, the no, whole series that we've been like doing. one of the final arcs. So, sure, yeah, but yeah, like <laughs> the fact that it opens with, yeah. oh, he's asleep, so I'll, I'll hit him, and then Batru just kicks, kicks him in the face, and they're grappling each other. And I was like, yeah. whoa, what is happening? But yeah, that just moment of, if I'm gonna win, I need to be the best person here, and just his eyes being just yeah, and he's the best. out, and he just smashes Kira. I think it's blooming harsh mm. from like a from from like a project point of view. You have just lost your number one ranking player, according to all statistics. Mm. So I don't know. Maybe don't knock him out right away because he hasn't really understood the concept yet. You see other players fail and be given second chances. Mm. Does that yeah, make sense? So you think that like even a saga should have been maybe the rank had swapped or something, like a lesser punishment, but not locked off. It's not as dramatic, and I get the point of the show. It's like, oh, no one's safe. But at the same time, from from Ego's mm. point of view, he's like, well, he could have, like, if, if, he, if he'd have been able to switch on like the others, and I know he didn't in that moment, but we also see Isagi lose later on. We see other characters lose because they don't do it in that moment, and they have to then up it to succeed. And he then gets that second chance. That's something... Yeah, let's talk about Isagi's journey then, because there's a lot of time... So obviously he's our point of view character. He's the underdog. He's not as physically skilled. Um, Something I have to commend the show for is the fact that it kind of bait and switches you, not just with that first episode of like, oh, Kira and Isagi are going to be friends forever. um, And they're going to work up. And then just they just get rid of Kira. Um, It's the fact that Isagi learns a lot through loss. Like he gets knocked back, I think twice, like two really big defeats. The first time he loses bachelor. And then the second time he's worked his way back up to meet him again. And even though he's done all of that, he then still gets punted back. And then he gets like saved. And then he, he now has to kind of be like, okay, so I'm here on a whim basically. Yeah. I love that. They talk about luck in the game. That, that I really enjoyed that. That was yes. so satisfying because that was just like, 
you do make your own look. You have to be in the right position. If you're not there, you're not going to mm. score. And it's about and and that and in football a, a lot is a lot of the case. People are sometimes players are very cautious, and it's like if you're not going to make the run, if you're not going to go for it, then you're never going to score. So you make your own look to a certain extent, but there's always that drop of the ball. Mm. There's always that deflection that can and mean. I think that's the the last. Yeah hitting the post that we yeah, see that's, that's, right like it's, uh, it's Argy's, everything's like, gone demise effectively because he does the everything right mm. he blocks the ball but then it falls to whatever his name is the other isagi the other isagi guy, number one two electric boogaloo yeah yeah who doesn't like his brother yes who i think is the guy who's playing in the champions cup i think yeah champions sure. league yeah 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 but yeah and how that feeds into isagi's arc and the way that that surprised me through the show was really interesting because with that first episode, they don't play the opening before the show starts. It just gets straight into it. And then all of that subversion, that bait and switch is like changed when we see the OP and it's like, okay, your main characters are Isagi, Bachira, Kunigami, and uh, Redhead, something, something. Uh, Uh, Chisagi. Chigiri. Chigiri. I just combined Isagi and Chigiri there. It's a ship name. Uh, And Chigiri. Um, These are our main guys. And it's like, okay, cool. First season, these guys, they're the ones who are scoring the goals and they're working together. They're kind of friends. And then it's on to the next selection. And and Isagi just immediately bails on everybody. And it's like, whoa. Okay. And so Chisagi, not Chisagi. Chigiri and Kurigami team up. And then they come up later. And then they fight against each other and then they go down again. They're like, we're not over yet. We're going to come back for you. And then to end the season on Kuragami basically being like kicked out and it's like, no! Like, I I actually, I was like, oh no, what? I know. And to see the rest of that initial 11 just not turning up or coming back in surprising ways, like the monk turning back up again and looking unhinged yeah. in the final few episodes. I'm like, what happened, bro? Yeah. What have you seen? But it's all comp complements isagi's arc in that he is losing and learning and he's he's playing with these monstrous other players and having to try and keep up and i i love the visual of him breaking apart into the puzzle pieces and rebuilding himself each time hyperbolic as it may be yeah it's interesting because he's doing it selfishly if we look at other protagonists like ichigo or deku or even hinata in haikyuu it's all about protection, helping everybody, bringing people together, and it's to a certain extent. I mean, Haiku is is very much. I want to be the best. Like he's, yeah, he does struggle he a bit be with being with not being the best, and like always trying to compete with the spikers and stuff, doesn't he? I can't, mm. From what I remember, Hinata. He, but yeah, Hinata. Yeah. Coming from that, he learns to trust his partner and he yeah, learns he does, like yeah. whereas Isagi just learns to do it all himself yeah he just becomes the ultimate he becomes the puppet master yes Starts, i am like, everything just, yeah the the one who controls what's the what's the um the the guy that you wanted that you really like uh barrow barrow king Barro. Honestly, the one who controls Barrow controls the game. There's absolutely. like there's a whole bit about that. I l- oh, let's talk about <laughs> Barrow for a bit because I love him okay. so much. Like I hated right. him when he turned up and he's like, I, I'm the king. Yeah. 
Did you let me let me guess? Did you start liking him when the OCD nature of his home life sort of <laughs> kicked in and he started organizing everything? It was when they start in the uh, in additional time when he's wearing the maid outfit. That's when I truly fell in love with him. <laughs> yeah, but he like yeah. It's the it's in the game against I think Rio, Chigiri and uh, Kurigami, and ba- and. and Nagi and Isagi are just like zipping around and they are so far ahead of Barrow at this point. They're using him as like bait and everything. And I'm like, yeah, yeah. okay, so they're going to, like clearly then, they are going to win and they're going to like, or they're going to, like somehow they're going to lose. And then Isagi's going to get taken because Barrow has, has hit his low point. Barrow's there. He's barely able to keep up. He's not focusing on the match. And I'm yeah. like, okay, so... Chigidi and Kunigami are working together. They've got Rio. So clearly Isagi's gonna like team is gonna lose, and then he's gonna get picked, and then Barrow's gone. He's he's been defeated mentally. He's out here. And then out of absolutely bloody nowhere, he's like, nah, <laughs> what if I'm more selfish though? And he just like his insane <laughs> tiger lightning effect kicks in, and he's like, yeah. I'm just screw you. What if I just get better? <laughs> Yeah, and yeah, yeah. it is amazing. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And it's annoying that it works. Yeah. <laughs> because Cause he is you know, an arsehole. You see... Well, yeah, but you also see it a lot in real life. Um, time and time again, when people are under the cosh and people are put under pressure in football matches, they try too much because they are frustrated and they, they feel like they're not working as a team. So people try and do it individually. Mm. And then that is a self-fulfilling prophecy. You try too much and then you fail and it ends up in a counter. You lose possession. You're then on the back foot again. So there's a, time and time again, you'll see the whole team like who aren't doing well and they're trying to get back in and they can't people, uh, some of their more egotistical players will try and take everyone on. And 99% of the time, it's a, it's the wrong decision because they just people just wait for them to come and they've got like two against one and they lose lose possession. Um, you see it so often, and then mm. in this when it's like three on three or four on four, it's doable because you haven't got eleven players against you. You haven't got through, experienced yeah. defenders that are gonna stop you. I do love that format, by the way. I, I love the three on threes, four on fours. I think it's so much. The the problem with the first few episodes and the fir- the beginning of the series when they're doing eleven v eleven, um, it's really hard. They they sort of uh, mention it. They sort of mention it later on in the series. There's so ma- so many individual players mm. all moving at the same time. The anime shows it almost like everyone else is stationary apart from the two people in action. Yeah, apart from the two people on the ball, and I think that's one of the big misconceptions with soccer football because when you look at like international representations of it you know even if it's just comedy spoofs like there's a family guy spoof where they've just got like two players passing Passing at the back and no one else moving yeah yeah and i think some american or some american live action stuff that i've seen they do very much focus on just one player against another player and that's just not what's going on there Mm. is 50,000 different movements going on around the pitch. Everyone's weighing up so much. Like one player who's at left back, the ball could be at the other side of the pitch and the left back is there watching, watching the winger, watching the striker, shifting his position. 
every every single fraction, every step they take, you take a different step. So it's constant for 90 minutes mm. all the time from 22 players on the pitch. So it's like, it's really hard to illustrate that in anime and manga yep. when you, you're drawing it, <laughs> first of yeah. all. Um, so I get the limitations, but when you condense it down into 3v3, it that it's becomes a lot, a lot easier, easier because of... there are more one-on-ones. Yeah. There are more, like generally when you go play five-a-side, Sometimes you do get players that run through the team. They'll just they'll they, all they have to get past is maybe one or two players, and then they're, then they're on goal. So it's a lot more believable than having mm. them do it in an eleven side situation because eleven aside situation you are swarmed quickly. Yeah, you just get very, shut down. You might you get shut down, and you know really good players will get out of it occasionally, but, but not always, especially if the opponents are good. Yeah, yeah. But it's almost like uh, a Doctor Stone really style change to it right like the idea of the initial team of 11 going into it and then realizing quite quickly oh we don't have enough time to show off all these different characters and all their different quirks and stuff so we'll quickly get to the second selection and quickly split everything and so now they're off on their own in twos and threes and maybe some of those initial 11 will come back on opposing teams and play against them it's an interesting comparison yeah Yeah. like they're not changing the protagonist, obviously, but they're changing the format enough that it's like, okay, now we can laser focus on the people who are important to move the story forward at the time, which is pretty good. Yeah. What about the uh, the animation in general? What did you think of the presentation and the soundtrack of Blue Lock? Yeah, very good. Very hype. Um, I enjoyed 90% of the action stuff, I thought, some bits because I, I binged this some bits that kept coming back i was a bit like okay so like the puzzle pieces i thought were really clever mm. um and they i don't think they overused it but just because i watched them in quite quick succession it was like oh he's doing um, it again oh oh yeah. he's he's um, puzzled and again, again with um Batura's, oh, the, uh demon the monster is so oh. yeah if i have one complaint about the, <laughs> like one big complaint about the show it's that monster thing. I get like you're trying to have like the edgy kind of like a little bit unhinged guy who's like that's and that's why we get the big CGI abomination. But just yeah. say that he's good at soccer. Just say that he's lonely. You don't need the monster inside you. And then Isagi yeah. just sitting there and going, yes, this is the most normal thing I've ever heard. Maybe I do have a monster inside me. Stop feeding into it. Yeah. <laughs> like, I think it's even worse than the manga. Again, from what I was reading just in articles, apparently there's a lot more like uh, fantasy elements to those scenes. And there's like fighting off dog, uh, you know, like uh, Cerberus and stuff as a, like a metaphor for what's going on in the, in the scene. I just saw like a panel. This is a lot uh, of stuff that happened. And again, to bring Dr. Stone back into it, because this is a Shonen battle show that isn't a Shonen battle show. um, Those Mm. metaphors and representations are used a lot in, say, Dr. Stone, and we saw it in the Ryusei special recently, the big dragon um, yeah. cloud. But also in lots of other sport manga, you get these yeah, big metaphors with these like gorgeous panels of like a bull charging through like a like a set of people. And I I yeah. get it, but I feel like in the case of yeah. Bachelor, when everything else is kind of I don't know, just like the, this general aura. And quite grounded. Yeah, quite grounded. And then him to come in being like, I've got a monster inside of me. And he tells me how to play football. And he's not sectioned like immediately. I'm thinking, yeah. 
Okay. Yeah. But I it, I like Bachelor. Bachelor as a character I really, really like. I just I like Bachelor. I just don't like the monster. But luckily, again I don't like I, maybe yeah. because the author realizes that or maybe this is stupid or maybe like it's not resonating as much. The monster goes. By the end of the season, the monster is gone. Yeah. He's moved on from it. And I get like I like that. That is good. He's harnessed his own monster within. He is the monster. But I I did like that sort of look back at himself and the comparison to how he was before because um, it sounds really stupid, but like uh, I've resonated a lot with Bachelor Mm. um, in sort of like my my youth growing up with football. Like I play football with all my friends. but then I'd be the kid that would go home and just play with just play with a ball in the garden for hours and hours and mm. hours um, until it got dark. And, you know, the whole point for me was having the ball at my feet. And it wasn't necessarily an ego thing. I didn't want the glory. I just wanted to have you the football. I just wanted like to have the football. I just wanted to the ball. Like that was the part that you found yeah, fun. I just, not it, the yeah. Yeah. game aspect of it more. It was just the, oh, look what I can do with this. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Um, and yeah, Bachelor definitely sort of um, embodies that in the show. Um, so yeah, really liked him. But again, how he uses that in the in the in the in the show is just so egotistical. <laughs> it's just like I'm not letting this ball go. I'm just going to keep it and just keep doing Dude, my thing. That last and I'm just, like possession he has. I hate to play with any of these players. <laughs> yeah, they would be awful, wouldn't they? Especially when they're not strikers. That's not a striker. Like Bachelor is not a striker either. He is just, uh, he's How many like, goals does he actually score? Um, he's messy. He's, he's just, he's just like brilliant on the ball. He's a midfielder. He's, he's an attacking midfielder. Don't get me wrong. Like he's no, not, no he's not defensive, but he's not sh- mm. out and out striker. There's only like five out and out strikers in this. There's, there's Kunigami, yep. who's a, who's a good just striker. There's um, the Barrow. Barrow. Yeah. Yeah. Nagi? Or is Nagi um, more of a technical player? Nagi, which one's White Nagi? hair. Oh, no, Nagi, I would say, is fairly technical. Yeah, I wouldn't say... He's not got any... Sp- yeah, I would say... Sorry about that. Technical difficulties. Um, Nagi is, I, I would say... Um, yeah, a midfielder. He's, 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 he's an all-round sort of player. He doesn't really seem to have any major skill sets outside of just... Okay. Like, he's quite an all-rounder which I wouldn't really attribute to a striker. You do get strikers that are very all-round, um, but the they're best, not usually the, the cream best, of... The especially when it comes to goal scoring. You want just someone... You just want someone who can bang in goals. Like, that's all you need. Someone who can yeah. s- score and give them something the ball. else. Because, um, again, strikers aren't generally running from deep. Yeah, they're, they're like, already there, right? It's like, get it to the person, like, they'll score. That's something I did, like, yeah. in the early episodes. Yeah. Um when they first start playing as a as a quote unquote striker team, um, the idea that everybody's ego is there at the right. same time, everybody's going for the ball, and it takes Barrow yeah. with his just forceful, egotistical "I'm him" attitude to just break through, and everyone's like, "Oh well, if we pass to this guy, then we'll get through to the next round," and it's like. I liked that progression. Like, yeah. Even though it was dumb to have all these strikes on one team, I liked the idea that, well, the ones who then like become the king and link everything together are the ones who are going to go through to the next rounds. 
the idea that there has to be this one because that's what ego wants he wants this one dominating oh, it's player. tricky though isn't it because i hate uh, to believe I, that because that's i don't think you need I hate to, to believe, believe that, that. i think it's just that's what because that's the show's vision and maybe later down the line ego will be proven wrong so mm. far he's just this goblin eating noodles in his cave just looking at yeah. the data, but okay. maybe that's going to be like the next big thing for Blue Lock. It'll be that Isagi proves something about Ego's vision. Or maybe they just go, no, we just need a superstar. <laughs> yeah. The ball could yeah, fall anywhere. It's hard, isn't it? Um, I, I, there's a lot of conflicting feelings inside between like wanting to watch an entertaining show and then also not wanting mm. to give the wrong message. Like, to be fair, this isn't made necessarily for kids. There's quite a yeah. bit of profanity in there. There's a quite bit a bit of violence of, in the start. Um, bad language. That, that and, tends to die down. Um, yeah. Yeah. Um, and I think at least what they do is they make the egotistical side of it seem very manic and very mm, sort it's of... It's like undesirable. Unappealing. Yeah. Yeah. It's like, yeah. us looking good. in, it's like, wow, that guy is actually clinically insane but for what ego wants it's like well that's that's what he's looking for so it's yeah yeah. okay i yeah i think i think i'm a bit exhausted i didn't want to mention var they do talk about var yeah all Um, the decisions will be handled by var (laughs) yeah um don't like that thank you very much get a real ref in there please um No, Very otherwise that would be an actual an actual person that the children have to interact with. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, I understand why they did it. It's a lot easier than having a ref there that can make wrong decisions and stuff. And that is a mm. big reason why they brought VAR in. But also, like, VAR doesn't do every single foul. That's yeah. not like VAR isn't virtual assistant. I mean, it is, it's, it's, it's a virtual assistant as in they're not there, but they're not AI. They are yeah. a real person just watching cameras. So it's a bit, um, it's a bit misleading, but I guess this whole thing is because it's very futuristic. Like you've got, mm. but I'll tell you what, the tech, right? Like it's, yeah, the, te- like the tech, there, there, there is tech like this around, not to this degree, obviously, but like not the they, real um, holograms or whatever. No, but they, well, they, they have these, um, like, uh, purpose-built arenas that are like you go in and it's screens all the way around that emote that um have play out real game scenarios with um sort of ai things and and they have to you have to pass it and pass the ball around the screen hitting targets and stuff very virtual reality that premier league Mm -hmm. clubs and stuff use um yeah um what's it called something bot the screen Um, soccer bot the soccer bot uh, if, you, if you look up Soccerbot, um, but you don't have to do it now. But uh, Soccerbot is one of the um, instruments that I know some clubs have used um, to sort of help bring. And they like score; they, they're able to score and have leaderboards and stuff for players, so that like players can sort of like hone their skills and see what needs to be done. And all, all, um, like the tech in in sports and in football now is ridiculous. Everyone wears these um, interactive vests that oh, like. Um, wasn't there like see a? I remember a few years ago, it was like they wore was it heart rate monitors or stuff. Like, like everybody's wearing, like so everyone like wears these little little, little vests. They look like sports bras. Mm. Um, and 
you know, they wear them all over the uh, the Premier League at least and probably the Championship and stuff as well. Um, it tracks heart rate, it tracks GPS, so it tracks um, how much you run a game, it tracks energy levels and it, it tracks loads of stuff. Um, so really, I've just yeah, uh, tech stuff. I've just typed in SoccerBot 360, which is uh, oh yeah 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 what I think yeah. is the thing. And yeah. uh, the, one of the top results is the team that you support. <laughs> It's just like has popped up as like the number one result. I'm like, All right. Okay. So maybe there's a bit of bias about how I know about this particular one. <laughs> I was like, okay. Way to call me out, Sam. Oh, well, at least I, I just didn't say where it was. I'm not doxing you just yet. <laughs> yeah. No one else can just Google it. Anyway, it doesn't matter. Um, yeah. So technology is big in sports. Shall we move on and leave it there? Uh, yeah, I just wanted to shout out the OPs and EDs for this um, okay, yeah. before we leave. Cool. Yep, I really like them, uh, the OPs in particular. Um, the first one, like, it's by Unison Square Garden, who are one of my favorite bands uh, yeah. from Japan. And they do, like, a really good job of making this kind of really creepy, um, middling part of the song. And then coming into, like, the hype bits at the end. Um, and then the second OP is judgment and it's just a guy shouting judgment for one and a half minutes and i love it right <laughs> and it's like yeah. it's all about isagi's there with the chains around him he's like i've lost bachura my one true love how am i supposed to go on and he's like oh wait i'm gonna do it by and then the final frame of the op is him isagi with his deranged like i've done it i figured out how to win the game face and i'm like this is perfect this is so good and both of the um, EDs are really just relaxing. It's Isagi in various post-apocalyptic scenarios in football Numbness stadiums. like a gin- ginger. That Yeah. Numbness like a ginger by the same guys who did the first OP. Yeah. It's and Unison like, Square Garden. That's what I was thinking. What does yeah. that mean? What I don't know, but I love it. Like... <laughs> And it comes like, it's great. Numbness like a ginger. Numbness yeah. like a ginger. Like a ginger. And I'm like, this doesn't <laughs> make great. any. Okay, fine. Okay, cool. Sure. Sure. Yeah. Whatever. Yeah. So yeah, the music's good, and also the the theme that plays in the episodes when a big hype moment is about to happen. Very good. Very strong. Yeah. Really yeah. enjoyed the music uh, of this show. Yeah. Um. I would recommend Blue Lock to most people i think um i would too it's it's fun it's you got, can't take it too seriously but it's it's a good ride and the, the just honestly i burst out laughing at some points when it's just so over the top like some <laughs> of the lines that they come out with when it's like um uh, just launch when they just like establish they're launching a counter-attack or like they're um, doing it towards the <laughs> end of the series is like my direct back heel yeah like it's not my direct like, shot my direct my direct back heel. Their, like I shots want... superpower names and it's like yes yeah this is what i want go on i was just gonna say just to establish the just to, to illustrate the hyperbolic nature of the show on on that last episode um or one of the last episodes um he's caught he's that one of the guys calls isagi this he's the savior of soccer yeah it's like wow the that's a bold claim i didn't realize here. soccer needed saving yeah i but, thought it was doing pretty sure. well to be honest <laughs> yeah yeah apparently not sure he can be the savior um yeah so i guess maybe to wrap up if you were to score this first season out of 10 0.5s are allowed 
what would you give Blue Lock? Um, I would give this a 7.7. Wow. That's specific. All right. Okay. Very yeah. good. Doesn't quite get to an eight because I think an eight, I'm generally pleased with everything. Um, but I, I think, always think like an eight is uh, like you know, a very, a very good. Yeah. I would say this is just shy of that because there are things that I don't like about it, but I just enjoyed it so much that it, it's close to overriding a lot of those weaknesses. I gave it an eight. Um, I gave it a solid eight. Yeah. I had so much fair. fun with this show. Dude, I was just like, yeah, this is amazing. you were talking about it for ages to be fair. Yeah. 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 I kept bringing it up again and again. Oh yeah. I can't wait. Oh, so we okay, know that right. there's going to be a season two, which is going to be great. Oh, brilliant. Yeah. And there's going to be a movie uh, focused on Nagi based on a spin-off manga that came out. So that's more blue lock wow. to look forward to. Cool. Cool. Um, right. Let's leave it there. Welcome back everybody for slice of life. The part of the show that Will and I like to indulge in where we just kind of catch up, talk about what we've been watching, reading, if we've been going any places, just a general catch up on our part. Do you enjoy this bit? Let us know. Send us an email. Gateway to the universe at gmail.com. Leave us a review. Yeah. I'd like a review. I think we had like two reviews yeah. in the whole time. Be nice. They were great as well. Yeah. Thank you. Thank you to um, for those. Sam's mum one and Sam's mum two. And Steph, yes, we did get a lovely review from Steph. Come back on the podcast, Steph. Show yep. us another anime that you've watched. Um anyway, what have you been up to, Will? <laughs> yeah. Um, what have I been up to? I have, what have I been, it's because it's been quite a while since we've spoken. Mm. Um, I carried on with Game of Thrones for a little bit, but I'm not going to talk about that because I've drifted off. For, oh, I got th- got to about season four, I think. Um, and then, dr- and then just haven't finished off yet. Do you know what's an- annoying? I'm watching it on Sky Go and it doesn't track what you've watched. So oh, I keep having to sort of guess what episode I'm on. And there's ad, and there's adverts Ugh. and I'm like, <laughs> just, bit of a faff i need to just like have a notebook at the side of me so i can like write down what episode i'm on um i have just binged the night agent on netflix the night agent yeah it's like a 12 episode thing i think i don't know how many it sounds like a tom Hiddleston um, show yeah yeah what did he do the, the night the manager night, no what did he the night manager which i yeah, binged I mean, like in similar vibes i cannot remember anything from that show other than he did cpr no, i can't really someone, and the girl was in tenant maybe i remember it being really i remember good. an air hanger yeah it was good but i just don't remember what happened. you're right i don't remember anything about it no um similar logic i guess um logic that doesn't make sense similar sort of vibes because it's um it's it's based around this guy the night age is he's, he's this guy who is in the basement of the white house and he is basically got a mundane job of sitting by the phone and waiting for it to ring and it never rings because it's only for like emergency situations mm-hmm. when there's like crisis is afoot and his um the phone rings funny enough so what's he no the whole the whole 12 episodes so what's he supposed to he do just like, sits the phone, there the phone rings 
And then does he just go tell his manager? Like, what? what what's the? Is he like basically? Yeah, he's got. He's like... got a. He's got another. He's got. A, yeah, he's trained. He's a CIA. He's a. He works for the FBI, in conjunction with the White House. He works for both the, the FBI. The whole there's a big thing about like who does he report to? He reports to both this the White House um, staff, uh, national security, so whatever it is, mm-hmm. and um, the FBI. And anyway, yeah. the phone rings there's an operative on the line uh, or there's a woman on the line and he's like right code words he's got a folder that's like tell me the code words whatever and then he's like making calls we need an extraction blah 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 we need to save her she's under attack and then it's him going off trying to figure out what the big conspiracy is um, in the White House you know there's um, maybe a terrorist threat going on and America's fucked the show yeah yeah the um (laughs) Yeah, it, there's um, double agents and underhandness in the White House, and it, it's quite entertaining. You know, it's one of it's one of those you can just kind of stick on. Just have it. Kind you don't of really the, need to like pay you that. You can go on your phone for a bit of it, and you won't. Yeah, miss too I don't much. think I missed too much. I it was gripping. Like I, it's one of the. It's an action. It's just full of action, full of fight scenes, full of. It reminds me a bit of. Um, Oh, what's the the Andy McNabb books? Um, uh, oh, uh, yeah, 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 Andy McNabb. The Cherub? No. What's it called? What? No, am I thinking the right thing? I don't know. Uh, Bravo 2-0. Immediate action. Sure. The Good yeah. Psychopath's Guide to Success. Firewall. Or like um, Jack Reacher, that sort of ah, stuff. Ah, well. okay. Boy Soldier. Um, so it was fun. Sorry, I'll... <laughs> you're just looking at Andy McNabb. I've just, I've just clicked, Andy McNabb I books, typed in Andy McNabb series, and he has so many books. Yeah, I feel like once you find I, your I niche as a, a as a writer, it's great. like Stephen King's done yeah. this, Andy McNabb. Well, he was this. like, if yeah, because because he he was a soldier. He was a soldier, and so, but I feel like. Does the well not run dry? I mean, if you've read some of his books, how many how many different ways can you do it? I think he, I think he does a good job in the ones that I've read. Um, I'm sure he did a kids series as well. From when I'm I was reading it, like I recognise the name. I think it's Boy Soldiers. Boy Soldier, yeah, it was. Yeah, I read that series. Good. Uh, yeah, Avenger. Yeah, uh, Meltdown. I definitely read that. That's it. That seems like a, a lot of the, like an Alex Ryder style. Yeah. Have you read? Um, is it Silverfin? Silverfin. Is that the uh, the Bond when he's young? Yeah. It's a boarding school. Yeah. yeah it's like when he him yeah. when he's young and he's got like the the prototype. Aston, or he's got like some sort of kit car or something, <laughs> and he gets like it's definitely not canon. It's, yeah, <laughs> like, there's no way that's canon. Not. It isn't like the, <laughs> but it's just like second, literally like James. There's Bond. like a second book as well where he's like, yeah, some woman like the the evil trap that he gets caught in is, oh, we've got you drunk, <laughs> and I'm like, <laughs> yes, they, they force yeah. feed him alcohol, and he wakes up like absolutely. Yeah. Hung over as all balls, hanging, and he's just like, "Oh, it's so bad, actually. Maybe I'll do this again." 
and then proceeds. Oh, to... no, I've got a tramp stamp. <laughs> Don't ask Daniel Craig to lift up the back of his shirt. Yeah, like there's some, like, yeah, Daniel Craig's like, I oh, still I, can't believe that they... I don't want to talk about that. Oh, I, I, I was about to do big spoilers for the most recent Bond film, but yeah, no. Oh, Bond, good. Yeah, anyway. I mean... Very good. Mm. So you've been reading. Okay, uh, what have you been up to? Um, I have been infected, Will. I have been infected with a brain worm that will not go away. Um, that sounds terminal. Uh, yeah, it probably will be for my bank account, uh, at the very least. Um, oh, no. Wait, okay. Is this um, anything to do with uh, crafts and um, models? Not so much, no. Although I have spent more okay. money Is on it that to do than with I would like to Gacha? Uh, <laughs> gacha was an element of, of part of it, um, which I okay. nailed, by the way. Make my own luck. Pick my own badge. <laughs> um, no, I have the brainworm of uh, Trigun. Um, I think I mentioned it a few weeks ago. Oh yeah! I watched the original series, yeah. and I've, I've been still watching there. the uh, the itch is still yeah, there. I'm still there. Oh God, will help, please. <laughs> I'm I'm in too deep. I um okay. So I finished the original series, and I started watching Stampede, uh, which is the new reboot prequel esque show. Um, right. I've started reading the manga, which I am now. I finished the first two volumes. I'm now on to Trigon Maximum, which is the continuation that ran uh, for the longer period of time and i've rewatched trigon stampede i think three times since it finished um wow. i bought so much merchandise i was <laughs> i was recently in tokyo <laughs> and there was a pop-up shop that happened to be there on the day that i was there uh with my brother and his fiance as they were visiting and i abandoned them to go to the pop-up shop and i spent <laughs> so much money on plastic stands oh i'm so proud what's what oh, oh what was your favorite favorite purchase so favorite purchase i have two favorite uh purchases the first one is uh there's a brand in japan called super groupies which do um collaborations often with uh big brand like kingdom hearts final fantasy um lots of kind of japanese ips uh, and they released right. his red jacket from the show, uh, from Stampede, which I, I have purchased. And then on, randomly oh, nice. on Twitter, I found somebody who had like an Etsy shop um, who had made a okay. hoodie of his coat with the robotic arm, which I bought. <laughs> what's, this, um, what's this series called Trigun again? and Trigun Stampede. Trigun. So the original was an anime right. from 1998, uh, a manga from around the same time. Okay, Sam. Yeah. I'm just Googled the red jacket from Trigon yep, Stampede. Yep. Not, uh, it's not the... When are you going to wear t- this? I'm telling you, it's not the leather one. It's not the leather one. Type in super... Well, super I don't know what it's made out of. Trigon. Because it's a lot better super than Vash's like, regular coat. Because that is like a BDSM thing strapped up. Super groupies. You see, you see the hoodie? Oh, like an yeah, anorak. Yeah, it's like a big long red coat, but it's it's themed after the show. Okay, yeah, that's, that's fair. That's fine. It's good. Thank you. I that's needed fine. That. I needed somebody to like say that my purchase How much is was that? I'm not telling you. <laughs> <laughs> uh, 
Oh dear. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Oh wait. Um. Wait. Oh no. Have you found the American site? Because that's going to do it in dollars. <laughs> yeah, two hundred and fifty dollars. <laughs> I will say that the Japanese price is like slightly below again because the yen has crashed, but it's still expensive. <laughs> Looks good though. Oh my god. Ah, fat, fine, mate. I mean, I can't really say. But much. honestly, I've I've been. I spent that on a, on steering, a steering wheel. wheel. Yeah, um, no, I've become obsessed with this show. Like, the morality of it all, like, the world, the characters. I have been deep diving, and I can't resurface. Uh, so, go out there. Watch Trigun. Okay. We'll probably check it out at some point for the show. The original and Stampede. Yeah, we'll have I to, think I think. So, definitely. Um, I take it, I take it you're, because uh, you were, you were, at one point, you were looking at steering I wheels as well. I take was, it that's take, gone on the back Yeah, burner. my attention span <laughs> of and that has disappeared. I was like, oh, what if I get really into driving games? And then I realised, no, I'm not playing driving games. I don't want to play it unless I've got the wheel. And I'm like, no. So the steering wheel has gone to the wayside instead to fund my Trigun obsession. So... That's fun for me. Cool. And that'll do. <laughs> well, I, I'm, you know, no judgment. It's a safe space, man. Yeah. So uh, have fun. Damn right. <laughs> have fun wearing your wear coat, my coat all the time and sleeping in it because you can't yeah. afford rent. It's <laughs> just out on the street. <laughs> it's a good job it's big because you can make I, a tent out of it because you've got no hope. <laughs> all right, everybody. Thank you for listening. Yeah. Thank you for checking us out if you could leave a review or send us an email what did you think of this week's episode um we enjoyed blue lock and we enjoyed talking about how much money we're spending on various things <laughs>